Welcome and thank you for downloading the Trinity Now podcast, recorded live from Trinity Church of Wesley Chapel. For more information about Trinity Church, please visit us online at trinitychurchnow.com. Now, with a special presentation, let's join the Trinity Choir.
hate you, but I was so afraid you would see no good in me and send me on my way. But I knew I'd have to face you, either now or in the end. But I never dreamed you'd someday call me to get to know you, so nice to get to know you, it's so nice to get to know you as my friend. Though I know your Lord and Savior, and I'll praise your name.
kept surprising everyone, even those who knew him best. The servant's towel and the bowl of water, disdained by his apostles, but they were completely at home in the hands of this king. And as he washed their feet, those who had been wondering who would be the greatest were now wishing they had thought to do it first. This one who had all the power, this creator of the universe, broke the bread and poured the wine. Then he took a piece of bread and extended it in covenant friendship to the one he knew would betray him. How could a king be a servant? How could the betrayed love his betrayer? I later understood why he could do these things. It was because he had already knew that the Father had given all things into his hands. He knew where he was from, and he knew where he was going. He chose to go that night, one last time, to his favorite place of prayer. He walked boldly into his darkest hour, and as he anguished over the battle that was before him, he sought to draw strength from his closest friend. But when I came to the garden that night, I found one man praying and several men sleeping.
it still asks the question of all of us today. Will you go with me to the garden? Will you watch with me and pray? But still he weeps in Suddenly everyone was awake and the garden was filled with shouting angry men. There were torches, swords, temple police, Roman soldiers. In the middle of the chaos, one man stepped forward. Whom do you seek? Another stepped forward. Hail, Rabbi. Friend, do you betray me with a kiss? Swords and shields were useless. He didn't resist us. He came to meet us. The guards bound him and led him away, proud to have caught such a dangerous man. Throughout the night, he was taken from one illegal trial to another, questioned by a confederacy of small-minded, angry men, unanimous in their hostility towards him. They tried to test him, entangle him, accuse him, destroy him. The tables were turned now. The hypocrites, vipers, and blind guides would have their revenge on the one who publicly embarrassed them so many times. But as the little game was played, he offered no resistance. Once again, he surprised me as they taunted and jeered. I felt as though he knew all along that this would happen. I wondered what he thought of the part I was playing in this preordained moment. I wondered where it would end as Caiaphas told us to move among the people and incite them to riot.
find no fault with him. Is this the king of the Jews? We have no king but Caesar. 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 But what has this man done? As is your custom, I will release to you one prisoner. What shall I do then with your king? I am innocent of this man's blood. He is your responsibility. What has this man done? What has he done? Away with him! Let him be crucified! that surrounded him on this road just a few days before with palm leaves and loud hosannas now covered him with insults and ridicule but he kept on walking laboring under the burden but still sure of where the road was taking him and why surely he bore our griefs and carried our sorrows yet we esteemed him stricken smitten of God and afflicted I knew then as I watched him walk that road that the prophecy of Isaiah was being fulfilled right before my eyes, and I trembled at what my own people had conspired to do. The agony was endless from the blood that he had lost with a million demons screaming as he carried his cross. Every step a struggle to let death have victory, yet he willingly surrendered as he walked to Calvary. The road that led to Calvary was paved with drops of blood, and every step he made was an offering of love. And though he was a prisoner, he would set the captive free. He was Jesus, the sacrifice for me. Like a lamb led to the slaughter, he silently obeyed, received our grief and sorrow, and the judgment of the grave. The holy righteous substitute for all the sin and shame, yet he knew he 
would redeem the very one who girds his name. The road that led to Calvary was paved in drops of blood, and every step he made was an offering of love. And though he was a prisoner, he would set the captive free. The sacrifice for me. What was given in return to the hands that held our children, healed the lepers, broke the bread, and fed us on a hillside, nails to pierce them, and once again he rose to meet it, refusing anything that would deaden his pain. With his arms open wide to us, he was pierced through for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities.
She watched the man, the baby. She fed him as a child. She heard him call her name out in the night. She helped him take his first step. She cried when she heard his first word. I wish they all could see through a mother's eyes. They laid him down and she kissed his face and wiped the hair from his eyes. She walked away so silently with a love that would never die. But Mary it would not come to this. It just didn't seem quite fair. How could they take the blessed Son of God and hang him without a care? She choked for words. And her throat was dry, and I heard her say, with a tear in her eyes, I loved him as a baby, I fed him as a child, I heard him call my name out in the night. I helped him take his first step. I cried when I heard his first word. I wish they all could see through a mother's eyes. Oh, I wish they all could see through a mother's eyes. I stayed to see him taken down from the cross and placed inside the tomb. I'm not sure why. I guess I was hoping that this man who had surprised me so many times before would surprise me again and come down off that cross and save himself. Surely some miracle would happen and he wouldn't die. 
Wasn't this the man who just a few days before had brought a man back from the dead? It couldn't be over now and in this way. It wasn't his style. I kept watching and followers to see what they would do, looking for something in their conversation or behavior that would show me that they believed that this just wasn't over yet. But they showed no signs of hope. I could see in their eyes they were sure they'd never see him again. Was it really over? Had I been fooled? Was he just like every other man? As you watch this, do you realize this is the greatest love story ever told? And how special this is. I know that um, one of the things that, that keep hitting me is the humanness of the crucifixion. And as I, I listened to uh, Mary's song, the song that you just heard that Ruth Ann sang, that just jarred me. It hit me right in the heart. Mary's thoughts as, as she watched this, this horrific treatment that was coming to her son. Mary's life in just 24 hours had been turned completely upside down. And, and I know that it helps when from having, from having kids and having your children go through different things in, in their lives. And, and I can relate to this. I can relate to, to, of course, not what Mary went through, but, but what we go through is having children in, in our lives. How could she help uh, but not think of, of when she, she had rocked him? You can all remember doing that. Rocking your child. Having, having fed him. Having picked him up and cuddled him. Remembering his first step. Do you remember that? The first step. The first word. How proud you were of that word. It could have been something so simple. It could have been mom. Dad. You know, there is such a personal side. Um, to the crucifixion. It really is. But the question is, was he just like every other man? Any of them? And, and the answer to that would, in, in some ways, yes, absolutely he was. It says in, in Matthew 26.39, as Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane, and as he prayed to the Father, he said, Oh, my Father, 
If it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as, as you will. Jesus knew. Folks, as Jesus was in that Garden of Gethsemane, he knew what awaited him. He knew what was, was coming. And, and just as you and I would have done, he said, Lord, Father, if, if there is any way, any way to make this go away, if, there, if we can accomplish this in some other way, oh, please do so. Please, please do so. But Father, not my will, but let your will be done. You see, that was human. That was human. The pain that he felt as, as that crown of thorns was not... And, and you know, the, the, the Bible understates so much. Putting a, th- a crown of thorns on his head, no. no. You see, they took that, that crown of thorns and they forced that on his head. And, and they placed it on there and they just crushed that down onto his skull. And the thorns in that, in that crown would have pierced the skin and would have gone right to the bone. And the blood that would have come from, from that would be unimaginable. The pain of the beating, the tearing of skin through the whipping that, that he received, flesh, the nails that, that would have been driven into his hands and his feet to hold him to that cross. And through it all, being mocked and being spit upon. And what he felt, yeah. What he felt was just like every other man. And what he felt is how we would have felt. And the pain that he felt is just what we would have felt if we were in that situation. See, there, there is such a human element to the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. He was just as much man as if he were not God. And he was just as much God as if he were not man. Now let me read something to you that will help you to understand that statement. And I'm going to read to you from Leviticus 22, verse 17 through 21. It says, And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons and to all the children of Israel and say to them, Whatever man of the house of Israel or of the strangers in Israel who offers his sacrifice for any of his vows or for any of his free will offerings which they offer to the Lord as burnt offering, you shall offer it of your own free will. A male without blemish from the cattle, from the sheep, or from the goats. Whatever has a defect, you shall not offer 
for it shall not be acceptable on your behalf. And whoever offers a sacrifice of a peace offering to the Lord to fulfill his vow or a free will offering from the cattle or the sheep, it must be perfect to be acceptable or to be accepted. There shall not be any defect in it. Now what is the importance of this? And here we are, looking at the crucifixion of, of Jesus Christ. Something that we read about in, in the New Testament through the Gospels. And here I go reading out of something out of Leviticus. But it does come together. It all comes together. And you see, the importance in this is to understand what God expected of his people in regard to sacrifice. He wanted them to get it. And here is what is God, here is what God is, is laying out for his people. He said, when you sacrifice, first of all, you do it of your own free will. Don't do it because you think you have to. Don't do it because someone is telling you that you gotta do it. Do it because you want to do it. Sacrifice, bring that sacrifice of your own free will. And he says, when you do, bring your best. You bring your best, your best. Don't bring me your leftovers. Don't bring me what, what is broken. I don't want that. It's not acceptable. And he said, why is that? Why doesn't the Lord want us to bring what we have left? Why doesn't he want us to bring what, what is maybe not useful to us? Why doesn't he want us to do that? And the reason is, is because we place little value on anything that is broken or what is left over. Let me put it to you this way. In other words, I can't sell this lamb because one leg is shorter than the other. No one will give me top value for this lamb. I can't take this lamb and take him to the, to the temple because nobody is going to buy this lamb. And actually, to tell you the honest truth, you know, he's a waste of money to me because he's a waste of feed because I'll never get the real value of this lamb. What am I going to do with this lamb? I know. Let's take him to the Lord. We'll give him to God as a sacrifice because he's not, no use to me. And God says, oh no you don't. You're not doing that to me. God looks at their sacrifice and he says, wait a minute. What you're going to bring me, you bring me the best that you have. Why does God do that? Why is he being so strict about people bringing their, their best to be sacrificed? Was it, was it because he just wanted to be mean? Is it another situation where you think that God wants to hold you under his thumb? No, it's not. 
You see, folks, this all ties together because God was going to send His absolute best to be sacrificed for you. He was going to send His only Son. He was going to send Him, leaving His glory behind, coming to this earth, walking amongst us, teaching us. And then for the real purpose that He came, He came to go to the cross. And you witnessed this morning what it was like as best as we could do to show you what Jesus Christ went through. The perfect sacrifice. You see, folks, man could never be sacrificed for the forgiveness of man because we are with blemish. We are blemished. We're the short-legged lamb ourselves. That's who we are because sin was in our lives and we couldn't sacrifice ourselves. I couldn't be sacrificed for the forgiveness of your sin because I'm not perfect. That's why God wanted perfect because He was going to be sending perfect. The sacrifice could only be by He who knew no sin. Jesus Christ our Lord. The perfect Lamb of God. That's why John called Him that as he looked at Jesus and he, and he said, there He is. The Lamb of God sent to save the world. He was, was He like any other man? In all reality, folks, no, He was not. Jesus Christ was the Son of God. Let's bow our heads. Our Heavenly Father, I thank You for Jesus Christ in our life. How You have touched our lives in so many ways. And Lord, to know that Jesus was sent to this earth as a sacrifice for our sins because we had become sin in Your eyes and we could never, never come back to the Lord except through His sacrifice through the shed blood of our Lord and Savior. Lord, thank you for Jesus. Touch our hearts with this message. And in all of this, we'll give you the praise and glory in Jesus' most precious name. Amen. The women who had come with Jesus from Galilee and had witnessed his crucifixion. Pay careful attention to the tomb and how his body was laid. Then, early on the third day, while it was still dark, they returned to the tomb with spices and perfume, eager to honor him one last time.
been a year now since that morning when the women found the stone rolled away and the tomb empty. The Jewish leaders are still trying to figure out some explanation for it. He stayed with us 40 days, appearing to hundreds of people. It was during that time that I spoke with him and found forgiveness. After he promised to send us his spirit, we watched him as he ascended into heaven. Then ten days later, his promise was fulfilled, and it shook Jerusalem from top to bottom. The number of believers has been growing every day, and with his growth has come persecution. But Jesus told us that would happen. I decided to give up being a secret disciple, and I openly proclaimed my faith in him. I lost my wealth and my position in the Sanhedrin and I've been banished from Jerusalem. When I think back on it all now, I have to smile. I thought I was an expert in religion, but I was unprepared for the Messiah. Therefore, I almost didn't recognize him when he came. Oh, but I'm ready for him now, and I won't miss him the next time he comes. I'll know him the moment I see him. He won't surprise me this time, and I'll go out to meet him with open arms. Darkness around me, sorrow surrounds me, and though there be trials, still I am for I have this treasure, my God, within me, and I am determined to live for the King. I am determined to be invincible. Till he has finished his purpose in me, and nothing shall shake me, for he'll never forsake me. I am determined. 
to live for the King. Hell's gates are trembling from saints' prayers ascending. Darkness is crumbling from praises we sing. Our sovereign victorious is marching before us and beyond determined to live for the King. I am determined to be invincible till he has finished his purpose in me and nothing shall shake me for you'll never forsake me I am determined to live for the King I am determined to be Till he has finished his purpose in me And nothing shall shake me For you'll never forsake me I am determined I am Let's give our applause to the Lord.
He lives. Thank you for listening to the Trinity Now podcast. For more information about Trinity Church, please visit us online at trinitychurchnow.com. We hope today's sermon has touched your heart, and we hope you will join us next week for another message from God's Word.